Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. This episode is sponsored by R.W. Knutson Organic Just Tart Cherry Juice, a welcome addition to anyone's sleep routine. Pace Case, if you know me, and you do, mm-hmm. you know that I'm yep. working all hours of the day, all hours of the night. Mm-hmm. So the sleep that I do get has to be very good sleep. And I'm always looking for ways to up my sleep routine. Sometimes I'll read a book to go to sleep. Sometimes. Mm-hmm. I'll, I'll a bachelor. Uh, that book keeps me very awake. It's very engaging. That never puts me to sleep. Mm. I will sometimes just put down my cell phone after a long day of looking at a screen. It's nice to get some time away from the screen. I also will incorporate some R.W. Knutson Organic Just Tart Cherry Juice. It truly makes you go to sleep a little easier. It's the thing you need to help you drift off into the dreamland. Mm. As more and more people are looking to prioritize sleep, Organic Just Tart Cherry is having a moment thanks to Tart Cherry's potential sleep-related benefits and potential to aid in muscle recovery when you get those gains like clues. We're seeing this in the viral sleepy girl mocktail trend on social media. R.W. Knutson has a whole lineup of natural juices with zero added sugar, so you can feel good about adding them to your wellness routine. It's all about celebrating those daily wins. Organic Just Tart Cherry Juice is made from tart cherries, which may help you get a better night's sleep because they have natural melatonin. R.W. Knudsen crushes only 100% real ingredients so you can crush everything you do. Pick up a bottle at your local grocery store today. It's the Game of Roses. Welcome to the Game of Roses. This is the Game of Roses. Welcome to the Game of Roses. Hi, everyone. Cindy here, Nick's assistant. I just stole his phone. And I wanted to thank you all for following him because I don't think he thanks you enough because I know he doesn't thank me enough, okay? So I want to thank you, okay? He's a great guy. He is really working on the things that he's not good at. And right now he's back there podcasting. I'm not sure what that even is. So um, have a good day. Oh, go. Welcome to Game of Roses. 
This is Pace Case. This is Bachelor Clues. And before we get to anything, we have to issue a correction. It's not often that we make mistakes here at Game of Roses, but when we do, we feel it's important to issue a correction to maintain the high level of accuracy that we demand from ourselves in covering the fastest growing sport on earth with more players who have a million Instagram followers than Major League Baseball. Last week, we welcomed Cyber Queen Claire Crawley into the 1 million Instagram club by going through a list of the other players who had already crossed that magical threshold, and unfortunately, there were a few we missed. So, in addition to the players mentioned last week, we humbly beg forgiveness from Jordan Arobro Rogers. Ari's second choice for wife, Lauren Lyondike. World record holder for the longest habanero pepper kiss with Evan Bass, Carly Waddell. And most recently, Tia Crown Chaser Booth. Just this week, she joined the ranks of the players with that magic number. Congratulations, Tia. Apologies to these members of the One Million Club and apologies to everyone listening. Speaking of the One Million Club, we have huge news at Gore. We reached a milestone of our own. One million downloads of our beloved podcast, of our beloved game. Uh, We just want to thank everyone in the pit who has come with us on this journey. We're truly humbled that you have all joined us. And we've only been doing this for a little over a year. Hopefully, we have another hundred to go. A hundred years. Earth years. Oh. With that (laughs) out of the way, we now move into our Friday show. This week in Bachelor Nation... What you've come to expect from us, you're going to get your Bachelor Nation news, you're going to get your parasocial play of the week, you're going to get a scream from the pit from each of us. Shoya will, of course, be joining us from Relationship Hero. Relationship Hero is sponsoring Screams from the Pit all this season. And if you're having trouble with a relationship, whether you are dating somebody new, whether you've been in a relationship for 10 years... If you're not in a relationship and you want to be in one, or if you just want to make some relationship you have better than it is right now, you can go to RelationshipHero.com and get scheduled with one of their certified relationship coaches, and they're going to help you make all your relationships better. That is RelationshipHero.com slash G-O-R to get $50 off your first session. RelationshipHero.com slash G-O-R. You got to go there and check it out. Get $50 off. All their coaches are certified. They know what they're doing, and they're going to make your relationships better. Maybe you find out that your boyfriend has been tonguing someone down at the Bolarama, and you don't know how to handle it. RelationshipHero.com slash G-O-R. I'm not sure if they will accept clients that are in the sixth grade. You might have to be 18 years old (laughs) to use their service. I'm not sure, but check that out. Yeah, that's probably true. (laughs) But before we get into any of that, of course, you know how we begin our Friday shows with Game of Roses, State of the World. This is a segment that we do every week where Pace Case and I reveal something that's been happening in the world outside of Bachelor Nation, and then we discuss how it's related to Bachelor Nation. This week, there was some interesting stuff in the news. We had 
chrome monoliths appearing all over the world that people thought were made by aliens, etc. It turns out they were done by an artist collective called the Most Famous Artist. It's led by one guy, but it's several artists globally who have been doing these monoliths as well as other kind of interesting installation art projects for the past couple of years. We also had a new verified photo leaked from a Pentagon paper of a UFO. This time, this picture is taken from a pilot's cell phone in a military craft, and it's a fucking UFO. Google that if you haven't seen it. Aliens are among us. But the most important thing that occurred this week, we had the first COVID vaccine. A 90-year-old British woman named Margaret Keenan got the very first injectable Pfizer COVID-19 vaccine. The UK is scheduled to vaccinate 4 million more British citizens by the end of the month. On Tuesday, the vaccine was approved in the US for emergency use after it was confirmed that it's 95% effective. Two doses over the course of one month are required for immunity. One of the main problems with the rollout of this vaccine is the Pfizer one has to be kept at negative 94 degrees Fahrenheit in super cold storage which means they can't yet bring it into nursing homes, prisons, and other vulnerable communities. I kind of teared up when I watched this video of the woman walking through the hospital and the medical staff clapping. She was wearing this Christmas penguin shirt, which helped raise money for patients in the ward. It was very sweet. We needed this. Now that we're getting a 9-11 every day in the U.S., we, we needed this. It's fucking over. COVID's over. Literally, in a matter of months, the world is going to go back to, in quotes, normal. Obviously, it won't be normal. The psychological effects of this will last for decades. The generation of kids who had to miss, like, junior high, grade school, even high school, a whole year out of their normal kind of routine, that they will be affected by this for the rest of their lives. That cannot be changed. But our ability to go back into public, to go into movie theaters, to go into restaurants and bars, that's going to be happening within six months. That version of our world is going to be back. And I'm thoroughly excited to be able to go back to see movies and go to the gym and just hang out with people at restaurants. This is one of the only good pieces of news, really, that has happened in the entirety of fucking 2020. And it's so strange to me. Yeah that it coincides with the end of the calendar year. It really was like 2020 was fucking pure shit. January 1st, 2021, COVID vaccine. Everybody's got it. It's so fucking crazy that it (laughs) happened that fast and that aligned with literally our arbitrary calendar year. A hug? Getting to hug someone or touch someone again? That'll be nice. (laughs) You guys, y'all in the pit might be wondering... (laughs) How does the COVID vaccine relate to The Bachelor? Well, it relates to everyone on planet Earth, including the members of Bachelor Nation. Who will be the first players to receive the vaccine? How will they post about it on their social media? Will celebrities get it first and pretend that they haven't? What's going on here? The rollout says the elderly and healthcare workers are going to get it first, but we know that money talks. Here at Gore. I think it's going to be very similar to the vote. People are going to be posting pictures of themselves with their I got vaccinated stickers on their shirt instead of the I voted sticker. It's going to literally be that. It's going to be stickers, you think? Not bracelets like in Contagion? I don't know how, what the official 
means will be by which we identify who has been vaccinated and who has not. Maybe it'll be a sticker. Maybe it'll be a bracelet. I don't know. But there will be a series of social media posts from everyone, not just celebrities, but certainly everyone in Bachelor Nation saying, I just got vaccinated. That's going to be a rite of social media passage in 2021. It will be the most common post made by literally everyone, including our people in Bachelor Nation. But I would argue, how does this affect Bachelor Nation? (laughs) It don't. Because these motherfuckers didn't give a shit anyway. (laughs) That picture Josh Murray posted this week of him in a room full of about a dozen ladies he went to a bachelorette viewing party with. In closed space, none of them wearing masks. This motherfucker had COVID and he doesn't give a shit. I would argue that Josh Murray is in a small percent of Bachelor Nation. The uh, extreme MAGA right section. But yeah, we have not seen a lot of the players in bachelor nation taking covid seriously at all i think we should probably give the vaccine first to matt james and tyler cameron so they can start their infamous covid pool parties again which i will follow along from my burner account as matt james has blocked us (laughs) (laughs) i would also say there is going to be a contingent of people obviously in bachelor nation but globally who refuse the vaccine. These will be the same people who refuse to wear masks. Fuck it. I'm not getting that vaccine. Obviously, anti-vaxxers will not be on board with this. Yeah, who is that? Desiree? Desiree's an anti-vaxxer. Chris and Whitney? Yep. I feel like there's going to be some threshold where like, you can't participate in XYZ if you don't get vaccinated. So I wonder if some of the anti-vaxxers will still do it can't participate in xyz but we're already seeing that remember all those videos at the beginning of masks in the pandemic of people going to walmart and sam's wholesale club and refusing to wear masks and the managers would be like you can't come in, in here the without beginning i feel like we've seen those the whole time sure the whole time i think it's going to be exactly the same and what proof mm. will you have to present of the vaccine to get into a bar or a restaurant. Are there going to be papers? Is there going to be a bracelet? Is there going to be a sticker like we're saying? Tattoo. I don't know what the actual rollout of this is, but the effect of Bachelor Nation and how it's related to it is going to be fascinating to watch where some players fall on either side of will they get vaccinated? Won't they get vaccinated? (laughs) Do they give a shit? PP and Ari are going to put out polls on their Instagram. Are you going to trust the vaccine? Yes or no? (laughs) Which way are we leaning on this vaccine, guys? But that is the state of the world. There is a vaccine for COVID-19. So this fucking nightmare is coming to a close finally. And we're going to get to wake back up in our world of movie theaters and gyms and restaurants and bars and hanging out with your friends inside rooms instead of in their driveways. It's going to be an interesting, interesting transition. I don't know how I'm going to feel about seeing people's faces again. Because right now, it's traumatizing to me. (laughs) I still see a lot of people out with no masks on. Well, now that we've covered the state of the world, it's time to give you our next segment. I think you know what it is. This is... Bachelor Nation News. As you know, all during this season of The Bachelorette, we are starting our Bachelor Nation News segment with a sub-segment that we are calling This Week in Gains. 
This week in games. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay. You sound stupid. <laughs> As you know, we're charting the ratings of the show and the Instagram gains of all the players for the season. And in this section, we highlight some of the players that are having the largest gains and we talk about how it relates to their play strategy. But before we get to the IG growth, we also want to take a look at the ratings of the show this week, because that is important to chart as well. What is happening to our beloved game? What is happening to the audience? This week, it pulled a 1.2 rating in the 18 to 49 year old demo and a total of 4.3 million viewers. This is almost identical to last week with what have become the lowest numbers of the season. So far, the highest rated single episode was now the infamous episode four in which Claire Crawley to use the immortal words of DLH himself, blew up The Bachelorette. That episode pulled in a 1.6 rating with 5.6 million viewers. And now, let's take a look at which of this season's players are able to translate those viewers into Instagram followers. Claire Crawley has remained steady at 1 million followers. And Tasha Adams has remained steady at 1.2 million followers. So we're seeing our crowns plateauing here. Do you think they're going to get a boost? Do you think there's going to be something that happens on After the Final Rose? We're going to see Claire and Dale one more time, I think, right? On After the Final Rose? I would imagine they bring them out. I would imagine. I think they're going to present this as a success story from now on. Yeah, they don't have a choice. So... I do think we will see them come back one more time. And Tasha still has some season left here. We still don't have her finale. We still don't have her fantasy suites. I feel like she can get a bump. I think Tasha might see 1.3. Oh, I think we will. She'll at least get 1.3. I'm curious about whether it would be any higher. I, but I feel like maybe not. This has been a plateau. And for the top five follower gains from last week when we recorded December 3rd to today, Thursday, December 10th, coming in at number one, we had a gain this week that was insane, but I did not check my work because it makes sense. It was my double MVP slash play of the game recipient, Ben Smith. He gained 104,000 followers this week, bringing him into the 200K club to a total of 226,000 Instagram followers. Ben is continuing to get these Dale Moss numbers. Bachelor Nation is responding very positively to his double PTC this week, breaking his back and his suicide attempts, his minor voluntary nudity play in the fountain on his one-on-one, and his beast moding in the Pinata Massacre. He joins only Dale Moss from this season in the 200K Club. What we've watched him do in the past two episodes is make the show about him. He is the main character of these past two weeks, even above Tasha, in my opinion. That is a yeah. very hard thing to do, and he does it very well. I think... I know I was talking about Blake Moynes' Bachelor very early on. 
my mind has yeah, changed. Yeah, what's happened to your boy Blake Moines? Well, off. we'll get to what happened to him later in Parasocial Plays because his mother has something to say about it. But <laughs> I do think Ben is setting himself up here for a possible crown run. Now, it's very important to keep in mind in terms of the next male crown that we are still going to have another full season of Bachelorette happen before that determination is made. And we don't know who the next Bachelorette's going to be. We have to watch what happens on Matt James' season. And we'll have Bachelor in Paradise. So these guys will have time to audition there as well. The potential pool for the next crowns are PP's season. Listen to your heart if you want to get into that. Because some of them may wind up on this next season of Paradise. This current season of Bachelorette. The next season of The Bachelor, the next season of The Bachelorette, and the next Paradise. All of those players are in contention for the next crowns. So it's kind of, who knows, everything's up for grabs. But right now, Ben is making the best crown run, I think, of anybody in this season. And I would enjoy seeing it. These PTCs are pretty, it's pretty hard to not feel empathy towards him and want good things for him look he was a floater very early on yes of course he to was some. to some to everyone he to fucking some, turtled he was always a front runner he fucking turtled he turtled but he he turtled in a beautiful way <laughs> he came back from setting himself up the, the turtle uh-huh. was, was his own form of walls that he was breaking down Ben the beautiful turtle smith is that his nickname <laughs> The beautiful turtle. <laughs> there is no such thing as a beautiful turtle. There is when you do a knock-knock to make up for it. That's a beautiful turtle. He was playing a very bad game, and now he is playing the best game. He turned this whole thing around 100%. And what he's doing, I hate to break the news to you, is a four-audience game. He is playing every one of the audiences. I did not think we were going to see that this season. I thought play from all these guys was pretty subpar. This motherfucker is playing every audience, though, and it's a beautiful thing to watch. I even think he's playing the producer audience well because he's giving voluntary nudity. The producers love that shit. Absolutely love it. That's going to get on camera every mm-hmm. time. You got to look good in a bikini or in a hot tub scene in the infamous words of Emperor Fleiss during the dark seasons. Not to mention... This week, this is something we did not bring up in Parasocial Plays later, but the Dark Lord posted a video to his main grid of him walking around La Quinta with Ben Smith, and I guess they're both working out together. And Dark Lord Harrison says, this guy's killing me. These army rangers, they can always do workouts better than me. It's like, well, also, Dark Lord Harrison, you're 50 years old. Maybe that has something to do with it. But they're setting him up. When the Dark Lord anoints you into his main feed, mm-hmm. that means the producers like you. That means he likes you. That means they are setting you up for something else, a bigger piece of the Bachelor world. I don't know if we defined it, but turtling is when you go to an after party or a cocktail party and you don't get any one-on-one time with the Bachelor or Bachelorette. Um, very excited to see what Ben does. I think if he is not the ring winner, he's going to get first or second male sand placement or is that going to be after another bachelorette season he's going to be up there for male sand placement depending on how 
the next Bachelorette season goes. I don't know what the pandemic is going to do to the overall seasonal structure, but usually we're back on track with Matt James. Usually the Bachelor starts on the first Monday in January. That is now happening. As soon Mm. as the Bachelor is over, the Bachelorette, it's usually announced during that season or at the very end of it at after the final rose they bring the bachelorette out and now they've started doing these things that after the final rose sometimes that new bachelorette meets some of her new guys but usually the bachelorette is right on the heels of that bachelor season and then it goes straight into paradise after bachelorette have they done that i know the first time they did that was ari lyondike season with becca kufrin have they done that every season since where they meet five early i don't think so, but they have done some other weird stuff where they've met some of them on Ellen or other mm. things. Well, <laughs> that's one of our top gains this week. <laughs> ben Smith. It's <laughs> a lot to talk about. He's doing great work. Second place this week in gains was a very distant second. Brendan Marias gained 32000 for his four TRR walls about Tasha meeting his family after they've already been through a divorce bringing him to 157k. Will he break 200k? I think so. Third place in gains goes to Chaos King, young Noah Herb for his victory in his rivalry with Bennett on the 2 on 1. Not a victory, but was a victory. His fools edit in the lie detector test about women faking orgasms with him and his infamous chugging of Tic Tacs. He gained 23,000 this week, bringing him to 65.5K total. I think we're going to see this man hit the 100K club. This is just my opinion. I think he's going to hit a million because he will be on Paradise and he is going to make an astounding run on that season. I saw that Jordan Kimball was offering to train him. Perfect. That is his mentor. They are the same person. Perfect. Mm -hmm. Take that offer up. If you're listening to this, young Noah, let the mayor of paradise show you how to take his office. Fourth place this week went to Zach Clark for his incredible group date play, setting up that he had cheated in the past in the lie detector and then revealing it was in the sixth grade at a Bolorama with his first girlfriend into upping his love level to love level three taking the lead in the legitimate love level scale bennett obviously hit four at the end of that episode but that was a false four so zach (laughs) gained 17.8k bringing him up to a total of 51.8 and i'm telling you this is the sleeping giant this guy's gonna explode at some point we're gonna see 500k from him certainly if he's the ring winner we will see that he's my choice for ring winner i think he is my choice for ring winner is brendan I think Zach will definitely be top three. Fifth place in gains this week went to Easy Nwakukwu for his elimination bump, 13.1K. He's now at 108,000 Instagram followers. Welcome to the 100K Club Easy. Other notable gains this week, of course, Bennett Andrew Jordan gained 13K for his swan song elimination from the 2-on-1 and his successful Mikasa resurrection with a failed consentless kiss attempt. (laughs) (laughs) You like that sentence? (laughs) I'm just like, that sentence 
at some point in my life i would have read that and had no fucking idea what it meant as i'm reading it now i'm just like yep 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 so mikasa is when the date is at the bachelor's home or hotel a resurrection is when a player comes back after being eliminated consentless kiss is when you try to go for a kiss when you don't have any consent as bennett has now done twice this brings his total to 143,000. <laughs> Another notable gain, Ivan Hall gained 7.9K, bringing him to a total of 64.4K. Presumably, this is still runoff from his BLM episode as he's been largely missing in the document since then. Somebody else missing from the document, Dale Moss. But he still managed to rake in 6,000 new followers, bringing his current total to 745,000. His gains are slowing down, but they ain't stopping. I think part of that is due to his parasocial play, which we will get to. The smallest gain crown this week goes to Brandon Goss. He lost 700 followers this week, bringing him to 39.6K total. And now, on to the rest of the most important happenings this week in Bachelor Nation. It was a bit of a quiet week in Bachelor Nation news, and most of the newsworthy events had to do with our next Bachelor, Matt James. First up. The best friend of Matt James, Tyler Cameron, released his new line of merch this week through Fanjoy, a Los Angeles-based merch company who manufactures and sells merch for some of the biggest influencers in the world, like David Dobrik, who has 14.4 million Instagram followers, Avani, who has 15 million, and even Addison Ray, who has 32.1 million. Cameron's line includes hoodies, t-shirts, cell phone covers, mugs, and notebooks, emblazoned with images of himself and soon-to-be bachelor Matt James, along with variants featuring a logo that reads James Cameron 21 in a style that very clearly mimics the old Ronald Reagan, George Bush campaign posters from 1984. While it's not surprising that Cameron himself is unaware that the name James Cameron is already taken by the Academy Award-winning director of Titanic, Avatar, Terminator, Aliens, and True Lies, it is interesting to note that Fanjoy seems either equally oblivious or operates in a more hands-off manner than would be expected. While we certainly wish Tyler Cameron good luck in this business endeavor, we hope that he doesn't become too successful to entertain the idea of being the next Bachelor in line after his BFF, Matt James. He's another one that we have to throw into the potential Bachelor pool, by the way. I do think he's at the top of the list. If he wants it, he has it. He's my dream. That's the dream. Think of how wild that competition would be. Ugh. Love it. It would be the best season in the history of the game. And I don't think he's above it. I think he, like you're seeing, look, he's doing fucking merch with Bat James. He's clearly trying to swaddle the franchise close to him and benefit from it. That's his audience. Tyler Cameron, if you're listening, this is my prediction, and this is based on, at this point, a year of deep study of the game, Instagram, et cetera, et cetera. If you want to hit 5 million followers, you become the next Bachelor. You do it. 
and you will get 5 million followers. And I know that number is your next benchmark. I know that's in your (laughs) sights. You have one option. Become the next Bachelor. Wear the crown. Get the number. Do it for us. Do it for the beloved game. Do it for those games. Speaking of Tyler Cameron's BFF, there's a new promo for Matt James's season. It's an image of James on a road, presumably Nima Colon, in a suit. The tagline reads, a mat made in heaven. Will this be a Christian season? Yes. All seasons are Christian seasons. <laughs> but blatantly, I mean, they're saying heaven in his tagline. I I don't know. I guess you're right. Like the, the season of Bachelorette hasn't been overtly Christian. We've had a few throwaway lines no. here and there about... God willing faith. and yeah, faith. They're not beating us over the head with it this season, but yeah, I, I think Matt James will return to form. I think we'll see some prayers and some Jesus talks. Speaking of prayers, Tia Booth this week prayed to some God because she joined the million Instagram follower club. Congratulations to Tia. Booth's last appearance in our beloved game was in the fifth season of Bachelor in Paradise way back in 2018, which makes it a mystery as to how she was able to string together two days of 20K plus gains this week, but she did it. The number stands. It's there on her Instagram account. That cannot be taken away. That cannot be dismissed. Is this the loop promotion? How how did this happen? She didn't get engaged. She didn't get pregnant. She didn't... Go on Dale Moss's TikTok. We really don't know how this happened. Neither does she, apparently, per her own admission. You think Tia doesn't know how she got these gains? She knows. Maybe she does, but whatever the case, she is currently in the Million Club. We don't know if that's going to hold, but she has broken the threshold. Congratulations to her. Rarified air. And speaking of celebrations, last but not least, we have a few birthday shout-outs. Today is Kayla Quinn's 29th birthday. Happy birthday, Kayla. And a big happy birthday goes out to our next bachelor, Matt James. On December 5th, our historic first black bachelor turned 29 as well. May the last year of your 20s and your first year in the game be a good one. And that wraps up all the news that was fit to print this week in Bachelor Nation, which brings us to... The parasocial play, 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 play of the week. This is a segment in which Pace Case and I go through all of the biggest plays that the players in our beloved game made outside the game in the parasocial arena. We're talking about Instagram. We're talking about TikTok. We're talking about Twitter. We're talking about YouTube in some cases. Everything that our players are doing... (laughs) on their social media to try and get a bigger following. So this week, while the players of our beloved game might not have been making news IRL, they were working overtime on social media. There were an overwhelming array of parasocial plays that made it difficult to single out a winner. But we did, in fact, do that. (laughs) Yeah, this is one of our hardest weeks to determine. I think COVID has really strengthened the parasocial plays all around there were just 
so many people doing so many high level plays it was a fucking tidal <laughs> wave of these to sort through them all was intense but we've done it and we present to you now the fruits of our labor our first nomination Dark Lord Harrison, DLH himself, entered the parasocial arena this week with a post last Friday to his main grid. The single still image features a giant portrait of the Dark Lord rendered entirely out of Cheez-Its. The Father of Lies appears next to the enormous work of culinary art, holding a box of the snack food and clenching a single Cheez-It between his sparkling white teeth while smiling and gesturing to the portrait with a limp hand in the royal wave position. The caption on this post reads, I've always dreamed of looking good enough to eat. Thanks at Cheez-It for making it a reality. Tag the special Cheez-It fan in your life or yourself on Twitter with hashtag Cheez-It art entry for a chance to win. The post has 25,000 likes and 677 comments. This is obviously SpawnCon, and it seems a step up from the signature line of rings Harrison promoted with the Manly Band's ring company last month. Cheez-Its are a national brand, currently owned and promoted by the Kellogg Company. Congrats to the Dark Lord for landing this SpawnCon opportunity, and congrats to Kellogg for landing the Dark Lord. And congrats to this play. It was my tid of the week. I got this tid sent to me a bunch. <laughs> Literally every day I would wake up to this tid a hundred times in my DMs and it just never got old to me. I could stare at that picture until I die. I know. I I don't really send you tids, but I tagged you in this immediately because I was like, this feels made for clues, this image. The orange DLH. I did reach out to the artist of the Cheese at Dark Lord Harrison portrait and <laughs> to see if it was available for acquisition. Uh Sadly, I was told that this piece of art now belongs to the corporate overlords, and I assume it's hanging somewhere in a hallway at the Kellogg National Headquarters. Our second notable parasocial play comes from Emily Moynes, the mother of current player Blake Moynes. She gets a mention this week for a 5-minute, 52-second video she posted to her Instagram TV titled turtle dove the video is a single shot pure parasocial gaze in which the moines matriarch delivers an elaborate explanation of blake's self-portrait from last week's episode she reveals that the broken home and police involvement her son spoke about in reference to his group date self-portrait were accurate representations of their home life although it was hard to hear on national tv she admits that blake spoke the truth and she is in no way ashamed of him then What seems like an altruistic and interesting glimpse into the family lives of one of the players from a parent's perspective is revealed to be a deft attempt at SpawnCon. At four minutes into the video, the Moines mother presents a book to camera called Rising Up, Take Charge, Break the Cycle, and Rebuild Your Kick-Ass Life. She is the author. She explains that she will be giving away free copies to the first 20 people that DM her. And Emily gets a familial assist on this parasocial play from Blake himself, who posted his mom's video in his Instagram stories. The Moines mother was awarded 7.4k views and 57 comments. When I saw this post... From the Moines' mom, I, of course, took her up on her offer 
and DM'd her to get one of those free books. We will find out <laughs> if I get it. Good luck. Thank you. Another notable pair of social play this week came from ex-bachelorette Becca Kufrin. She posted a story to her Instagram stories that she is starting a hashtag DM of the day. And she posted one that read, Heard you need a woke BF. P.S. I love corgis and support basic human rights. Let me know if you want my snap. (laughs) Is this Kufrin trying to date through social media? Is she casting the net here? What is going on? I don't think it's an actual casting of the net, but I think it's like an implication that I might date someone from my DMs. So DM me. Give me this content. Make it seem like anyone's on the table. I could date one of you. I won't, but maybe you might think I might. We wish her luck navigating the dating world through her DMs. Speaking of DMs, Dale Moss made a TikTok video duet this week in which he's dancing in a robe on the street in a split screen next to Gibby.Gibson12, the woman who has become TikTok famous for her striking resemblance to the girl from Polar Express. People have compared Dale Moss's looks to hers before, and being the social media pro he is, he responded to the callout with this video that has raked in 3.2 million views and 418.7k likes. He continues to establish social media dominance by capitalizing on these moments, in which he's presumably made fun of to create even better content rebuttals incredible i am reminded when i see him do stuff like this of that moment when aoc made a little video of herself (laughs) doing the dance when the republicans tried to tear her down to be like look she's not serious she has fun dancing and she just did it again she was like fuck you can't stop me from dancing he reminds me of that he understands social media so well that if you get made fun of for something you fucking own it and you just do it even bigger he did it with the superman costume when all the shit came out about him yeah the taco costume being a model for party city or whatever and he was like fuck you i'm still wearing the costume he's just unbelievable we've certainly never seen a male player this good at social media ever tyler cameron he's ish there he's around this area but he's not smart enough tyler cameron is just like shitting out pictures of him without a shirt as often as he can and look i'm hanging with my boys getting cake smashed yeah. in my face which it's we'll get first to thought exactly yeah. <laughs> well we will it's first thought but that works for a lot of bachelor nation but this really works for me this is like ugh, it's so good he's making art I mean, he understands really the art of social media in a way that Tyler Cameron doesn't. Tyler Cameron is a blunt instrument. Here I am with no shirt on. Here's a fucking sweatshirt with my picture on it. This is something wholly different. It's understanding the value of this meme, the Polar Express girl. It's understanding the value of people saying he looks like her. It's taking this thing that's a whisper on the internet. Ooh, Dale Moss looks like the Polar Express girl. And he's like, let's see if I do. Fuck it. I'll do this exact same thing. And he takes the time to actually make the video well with 
doing the yeah. exact same thing she's doing. He's wearing his robe. It's not throwaway ever with this guy. Everything he does is very intentional and it's well, well done. By the way, I mean, I could just make a list just of his social media posts, but Claire Crawley posted in her story this week a picture of like little notes that he leaves for her around the house that are like inspiring and saying you're beautiful and stuff. He does these things even in his relationship that he knows are going to get projected out to social media. It's he's operating on another level. I wonder if they have conversations about it. Okay, I'm going to write these notes. You need to take pictures of them, post two of those a week. You do this, I'll do this. They have to, right? Right? I think so. If he's just planning these notes, knowing she'll do it. He's playing her. Oh my God. Well, congratulations to Dale Moss. This was a very, very strong parasocial play. It wasn't our winner, but high up on the list. Also high up on the list, Rachel Lindsay posted a three-minute, 20-second video clip from Bachelor Happy Hour on her Instagram TV. The cover read, In loving memory of Bennett from Harvard. She then performed a dramatic eulogy for Bennett in which she dressed in black, put on sunglasses, and recited a speech about his qualities she liked, while Becca Kufrin nodded and laughed. This video has 355K views and 1,200 comments. A rare glimpse into... The sense of humor of Rachel Lindsay. We forget because she talks a lot about a lot of serious stuff all the time that she's actually really funny and smart and knows how to do this shit too. So it was good to see her out front putting out some material that was just for fun. Yeah, I liked the use of props in this. It's definitely one of her most viewed videos of late. And she's, again, she's kind of doing a Tyler Cameron, Jimmy Kimmel thing where you're capitalizing off of one of the most talked about players, Bennett. And it's fantastic. Speaking of fantastic, this next nominee for Parasocial Player of the Week is the opposite. (laughs) Pilot Pete, a.k.a. Pee-Pee, a.k.a. Cringe King Pee-Pee. A.k.a. Yeah, sure. Okay. Sorry. Joe, 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 Joe is stuck in my head. And when I see the repeating letter, that you should make that a song. Just pee pee, Joe, Joe. Pee pee made an Instagram loop giveaway. IGTV video with his brother Jet and Jack this week. A video that I watched over and over again in my own Instagram loop. (laughs) They're dressed in pilots' uniforms and they've green screened a blue sky with puffy white clouds behind them. PP pretends to be a pilot in the beginning and end of this video and he subtly reveals he hasn't flown in six months and he tells everyone to donate to a charity pilots for kids to also follow his brother jet and jack and to comment on his own posts the video has three hundred forty nine thousand eight hundred twelve views and sixteen hundred thirty eight comments i truly think no one is doing cringe content in bachelor nation the way that pp is 
If you guys haven't watched this video, you're going to want to check it out. <laughs> Beyond doubt. I Cringe King PP isn't a term given lightly. This is a high honor. No. Cringe content <laughs> is not easy to do. I challenge anyone to try and do it because it requires this level of believable detachment from how bad it is. It requires the viewer to look at the thing and think to themselves, this person doesn't know this is shitty. He does know, but he's still conveying that he doesn't. That is a skill that yeah. is extremely rare. And so, well, yes, this is a hard video to watch. It's an entertaining video to watch because it's hard. And he continually pumps out material just like this every time out of the gate. He hits this sweet spot of bad acting in this video that is just chef's kiss, PP. I loved it. It's The thing is, your content doesn't need to be good. It can be cringe. All it needs to do is get engagement. If people are sending it around, if people are commenting, that ups your engagement. This started with, I would argue, a movie called The Room, written and directed by Tommy Wiseau. That was the last piece of real important film that was ever made. It's widely regarded as the worst movie of all time. <laughs> this guy, Tommy Wiseau, wrote it, directed it, and starred in it. He paid for it with his own supposedly $8 million. This movie came out in the early 2000s. And people love it because it's so bad, because it's so cringe. It really started the entire cringe movement before social media even existed. And now we see it evolved out into these shorter form things, which PP is really an auteur of. He's a beautiful, beautiful artist to watch in the cringe space. Speaking of emerging artists... <laughs> This week, Lauren Lois Lane entered the fetus game with a post to her IG Reels that's a short video of a sonogram in progress scored by her husband Chris Lane's song Big Big Plans. The Lane fetus moves in Lauren's womb on a computer screen above a caption that reads, A dream, except I'm not dreaming. I'm wide awake, holding your dad's hand, watching you dance around in my belly, listening to your little heartbeat, my new favorite sound. A miracle, new life, our sweet baby. Thank you, Jesus. All the glory belongs to you. Prayer hand emoji. This will be Lauren's first child, and we wish her and her growing family luck in the coming years. We're looking forward to seeing how the Lane fetus fares in a quickly growing field of fetus players that includes heavyweights like Alessi Lyondike and newcomers like Glitter Baby 2021. While all of these parasocial plays were noteworthy this week, the parasocial play of the week goes to Matt James. After rotating back to civilian life, our next bachelor celebrated his birthday by taking to his Instagram stories to chronicle a day trip he took with best bud and male Instagram champion Tyler Cameron this week. Officially putting the days of quarantining behind them, the duo made their way to the Hard Rock Arena in Miami, where they watched the Dolphins game from a luxury box, and James took the opportunity to smash an entire birthday cake in Cameron's face before pouring a drink all over his own face as he screamed and jumped up and down in celebration, an act that certainly required both of them to remove their masks in the enclosed box suite. 
the NFL pandemic prank was a stellar display of American gluttony and privilege, so profound that it could only have come from two of the biggest stars in the Bachelor world. While we have no numbers to report for this play, because it was only posted to James and Cameron's stories, it transcended the parasocial arena into mainstream entertainment news on E!, Us Weekly, and the like. Great job, guys. The biggest male Instagram star from Bachelor World. The next Bachelor, the first black Bachelor. They are best friends. This dynamic duo is going to feed off of each other for the next decade in whatever they do. And here, they are tapping back into that brand that they really built, I think, starting in the quarantine crew where they are pulling pranks on each other, having eating challenges, disregarding any strife that may be happening in the world. And they carried that through to their COVID party, which that was a whole scandal, obviously. They threw a big party right in the beginning of quarantine lockdown with maybe 30 or 40 people in a swimming pool, no masks, and videos of that leaked. And here we see them continuing that brand of, we don't give a fuck. People are starving and dying all over the world. They're sitting in a luxury box, wasting food by smashing it in each other's faces, which requires them to take off their fucking mask in an enclosed space with other people. After this cake has been dumped on Cameron's face, he literally just drops it over the edge of his box. Presumably there are seats below, there are people below, he's just dumping cake on them. I feel like that particular part of this just really encapsulated the whole thing it's like this box us two this dynamic duo we are the show there is nothing else besides us fuck everyone they put matt james name on the screen if you're watching the football game that was on camera this was a part of the fucking game it says bachelor matt james when he does the prank it was almost as though it was planned by the television network, at least by the whoever's producing the game. Do you think we're going to see a Dale Moss-style parasocial play where they team up with James Cameron to make a video? It would be a good move for James Cameron. I think he's only got a couple hundred thousand Instagram followers. (laughs) (laughs) James Cameron, we know you're out there listening. Try this move. (laughs) Maybe he could make some kind of a buddy cop action movie with them. I am curious what the profit split is between Matt and Tyler on these shirts, etc. Do you think it's 50-50? I don't. Nor should it be, by the way. Tyler should be winning? Yeah. The audience that he brings to it, that he's funneling into buying that, is way bigger than Matt James's. James is at 471k. You're right. And Tyler's at 2.2 million. I think Matt James is lucky to have him putting him on this shirt because Tyler Cameron did not need to do that. He could have launched his own merch that was just pictures of him without Matt James. And I'm Mm -hmm. sure it would have sold the exact same amount. But he is really trying to bring Matt James into the fold of the Bachelor hierarchy. But this play, I just thought this week was... It's beyond parasocial. I mean, it is a parasocial play because they put it on their Instagram stories, but it's creating an event that becomes a news media event 
and then using that to boost your parasocial engagement. It's clearly planned. Absolutely. But it ties in these huge brands. It's The Bachelor, the NFL. As we know, these things are intertwined. They're there in this luxury box watching an NFL game. The stories on their their Instagram stories go on to say how much fun they're having and it's a Finns game and all this shit. They just really utilize their position as the highest Instagram ranking male player and as the next Bachelor to perform this event that became bigger than just Bachelor Nation news. This became media news. So congratulations to our dynamic duo for getting the Parasocial Play of the Week. And now we have reached that time in the show when Pace Case and I descend into the darkness of the bottom of the pit and scream about whatever has been happening to us this week. And of course, we are going to be joined by Shoya again. This is Screams from the Pit! Guys, we are once again joined by Shoya from Relationship Hero. Relationship Hero is a relationship coaching service, and you can find that service at relationshiphero.com slash G-O-R. Whatever your relationship problems are that you are having, whether you have just started dating, trying to navigate dating during COVID, whether you've been in a very long-term marriage and you want to learn some tools for navigating that, Relationship Hero can help you out. And if you sign up at relationshiphero.com slash G-O-R, you'll get $50 off your first coaching session. Shoya, thank you once again for joining us. It's a pleasure. <laughs> um, how are you doing, Shoya? I am present. I am here. I am still alive. I've made it so far um, to the end of 2020. Knock on wood. A couple of days ago. <laughs> Question. Is this the only time of your week where people are screaming at you? No, unfortunately, I work <laughs> 40 hours a week. So, so about 40 hours, people are screaming at me. They have different types of screams. That's a lot. All pretty interesting. Hmm. You know what might help you relax and unwind? You could watch an episode of The Bachelorette. Have you done that? Mm. See, I'm consistent about certain things. And that, that's one thing I've been consistent about, which is. No, I have not watched an episode of The Bachelor or The Bachelorette. Do you think you're going to go your whole life without ever seeing it? Probably. I don't, I'm turning into my grandmother. I'm a bit set in my ways. so um, It's like a point of pride. I mean, I know some people who are like that with Star Wars or Star Trek. I've never seen a Star Trek movie or episode and I'm never going to. It just becomes a piece of their identity. Is that where you're Honestly, at? Honestly, I think it's a little bit more mental than that. Like I'm one of those people that hasn't seen an episode of um, Games of Thrones either, but not because it's like, oh, this isn't interesting. It's just that there's so much that it's like anxiety inducing. Like I was like, I'm so far behind that I'm like, the idea of trying to catch up to the rest of you guys is just anxiety inducing. I think I'm going to keep it here on the sidelines where my anxiety is not induced. It's more of an anxiety thing. Yeah. Game of Thrones doesn't end well anyway. It's not <laughs> worth it. <laughs> so. But the good thing about The Bachelor and Bachelorette is it's more like a sport. It's like you could watch one game of football and not have to have watched every game of football. 
It's the same thing with the Bachelorette. Maybe you tune in this week. Maybe. Maybe. Since since (laughs) you've put it like that, that I don't have to actually catch up on, you know, even though y'all have been speed watching the show, which gave me the impression that I would have to catch up on an ungodly We're the only people in the world who are doing that. (laughs) That's a guarantee. I'm just saying, you know, maybe next Monday or Tuesday, it's on both nights, whatever night's more convenient for you. You Just tune in to like 10 minutes of it. See what you think. I'd be curious. I'll do that just for you. Maybe the end of, you you. know, we've been going the whole season, maybe an end of season surprise. There you go. There you go. I'll (laughs) I'll put that in my to-do list. All right. I'll, I'll, I'll start us off. I'll get into our official screams. This is an update on my scream from last week. Uh, sometimes I have screams that are about distressing moments that I've had during the week. And I'm like, this caused me this distress. Here's my scream. Sometimes my screams are about relief. And this is one of those. I told you all that I thought that I had been spoiled for Matt James's season by Matt James's mother, Patty James because she had liked this Instagram post of a player. But this week, a member of the pit sent me another post by another different player that Matt James's mother had liked the post. So it appears that Patty James might be a chaos queen herself, and I feel the same way about her that she feels about Melania Trump. I stand, and I'm so happy that I haven't been spoiled. Perhaps oh I am clean, and my scream is this relief that I felt, and I also wanted to issue an official apology for posting this screenshot of the like on our Instagram story. My instinct said to go with the Bachelor journalism, but... I should have recognized the possible spoiler nature as we try to remain spoiler-free on Game of Roses. So it's an apology and a scream. Gotcha. The scream is that this was the the highlight of my week. <laughs> <laughs> so your scream is less of a scream and more of a cry of joy. That's echoing but I through mean, the that, pit. That is the scream, though. Like That's the thing that's bringing me joy you know again with my guilt and shame you know approach towards this whole thing gotcha i feel guilty that that is the thing that really was the uptick of my week really so we haven't gotten any closer to um you know just (laughs) accepting that this is the thing that brings you joy i guess i guess no as long as it's not hurting anyone, any different thing that brings you joy should be, it's no better or worse than another thing for another person. Is that what you're saying? Kind of. I mean, kind of. It's it's interesting. I'm happy that you're happy. You're, again, your scream is more of a cry of joy that is echoing through the pit. It's kind of like, oh, there might be some angels down there. It's not just a torture mm. um, pit of, you know, of, of cries and, you know, kind of like... Yeah. It's kind of like that. It's kind of like when I was a child and they forced us to, you know, if you grew up in Christian culture and they forced you to walk through a judgment house and you passed hell and you heard all the screams. What? Oh, oh, what sorry. is a judgment house? Yeah, that's something. It's kind of like haunted houses for Christians or whatnot. They call it a judgment house. 
or whatnot. So what? I'd never heard of this. Really? You should Google it. It's actually been licensed really? uh, into a thing called Hell House. Really? And there's a documentary about it called Hell House, but Hell House what? has licensed their model. And now people do haunted houses set up like the Hell House every year in every city where you basically go in and every room has some sin being portrayed and a satanic figure or some kind of devilish flaming figure ultimately consumes your soul at the end of the house. You have to choose salvation or you have to choose the path of damnation. But, and they put kids in this? Well, I'm grown, so it's been a long time. You know, I've reached the age of reason, so I kind of shifted. It's been a while, but it's not meant... Mm. It's, I guess it's meant to quite literally, and I'm using capital emphasis, literal, scare the hell out of you. <laughs> so that's kind of, that was my takeaway. I was kind of like 12 at the time. Keep that in mind. But I think that was the point was to scare the hell out of it. But my point mm-hmm. is, it's kind of like when you walk through the hell portion, it's kind of like all the screens and, you know, like, oh, my God, it's really bad here. That's kind of how y'all describe the pit. So, like, I'm hearing your scream and it's like, oh, wait, that's not a scream. That sounds that sounds like relief. You sound overjoyed. Your scream is more of a, you know. Hall of Angels. Or a, a holy shout, whatever you want to call it. But holy shout. There you or... go. Hmm. Yeah. There are some hope. Sounds positive. <laughs> it is positive. You should embrace the fact that you are getting closer to accepting that this is what makes you happy. Mm-hmm. And in 2020, Damn. that's that's a that's a thing to say because there's very few things that make us happy this year. So you embrace that. I got Patty James's loose likes, and I got the COVID vaccine. <laughs> that's it. It's <laughs> been a wonderful year. <laughs> <laughs> This week, my scream is also a kind of continuation, an update of last week's scream. We discuss that there are going to be two episodes for the next two weeks of Bachelorette on Monday and Tuesday, which means we would have to do three episodes uh, in a normal week, four because of our Patreon episode as well, if we were to cover everything and continue to put out a Friday episode. And I have decided to take your advice and just fucking mm. do it. So next week, I'm going to be piloting the ship solo. And I have very mixed feelings about that for our Friday show solo. The show will not be as good. I am aware of this. I know this. It cannot be. But I also feel strangely empowered by it in the same way that, let's say, did you ever watch the Sony Pictures release Venom starring Tom mm-hmm. Hardy? Do you remember the scene when he first becomes Venom and the black alien ooze what? is creeping up his body and he's it like holding in the pain and then it finally overtakes his face and he becomes a yeah. monster. This is what I feel like as I am in the bottom of the pit, the darkness inching up my body until it's going to overtake me completely. I feel like that's the experience I'll have. And while it's terrifying and certainly ultimately Venom was evil, he also is incredibly powerful. Maybe the strongest villain in the Marvel universe other than Thanos, not to brag about my knowledge of Marvel universe, but Tom Hardy gets powers from this. Yes, it comes at a cost, but the power is overwhelming and I feel like that may be what's happening to me in performing next Friday's show by myself is it will unlock some dark power but at what cost but at what you seem prepared to pay it though 
whatever the cost. I, I am. I feel like I've already paid it, and now I get the reward. <laughs> I. You haven't paid it. You're going to be editing four episodes in fucking five days or whatever. Yep. We'll see. And writing a book. And editing videos and making memes. It's going to be 24 hours a day for seven days a week, I think, next week. And it's going to be interesting, to say the least. I'm prepared to see what happens as a result, I suppose. But my scream is the uncertainty of it. Pace Case and I have locked into like a pattern of work that allows us to do this kind of an output. And certainly we're hitting our limits. And I feel like this is pushing through the limit for sure. Mm -hmm. Some of us know the limits and can act accordingly and some ignore them. (laughs) Hey, that's life. That's what life looks like. (laughs) I don't feel that I've hit my limit per se. I definitely am comfortable at the current pace of work. I think pushing through like this is going to definitely get me out of that comfort zone. It's going to put me in a thing where like, I'm not going to be able to do anything but our podcasts and Bachelor-related things. Maybe I'll have time to eat. That'll be about it. Shoya, what do you think about that? (laughs) I think this is very interesting, actually. I am impressed. I am amused, but I'm also Do you think that a person should be working from the moment their eyelids open to the moment that their eyelids close at night? I will probably not. I think that you should probably find some time to eat and sleep solid seven hours or whatnot. If you want to split that seven hours and like two, three and a half hour naps, I've heard that's actually beneficial or whatnot. Like instead of getting like a full eight hours, they've said that it's mm-hmm. actually beneficial for you to get two, four hour naps. So um, you want to eat, you want to sleep. But yeah, I think that... Is long you? I mean, you have a tone that suggests, and I could be wrong, <laughs> but you have a tone. I'm very curious what's coming. Oh, not that suggests <laughs> that you are aware of what this is going to cost you, and you are like ready to show up. So I think it's problematic when people want everything and don't want to pay the cost, and kind of like are negating, like, oh, I can do everything, and not like I think that's problematic. But you seem very aware of the cost or whatnot and you're still like full speed ahead so it you know in that aspect i think that i think that it's necessary again kind of like continuing since we're doing this whole continuation of screams well my continuation of advice is like with you pace case i think there's something good about knowing your boundaries and you know because that's what gives you stability power i mean everybody has to know their boundaries But I also think that there is something good about being able to redefine your boundaries, right? So clues, like you're kind of going, I know my boundary. I'm curious if I can pick up this bar and move it up a couple of inches, kind of like you would do when you lift weights, right? Like once you master 10 pounds, it's kind of like, okay, can you add like another five pound bar to that or thing or I don't lift weights obviously but that thing that you <laughs> when you that sounds right but not and yeah. you know and it increases a little bit so that's what I'm hearing sure. here like you're entertaining yeah. can I redefine the bar of my limits not I'm just gonna completely ignore the fact that limits exist and because it's also temporary this is only for two weeks that they're throwing an extra episode 
in. I know that that ends in two weeks. So I only have to burn harder and faster for two weeks. And then I can notch back down and be like, okay, well, I'm capable of that. Or I'm not, whatever. I'm going to find that out. The thing that really I think is the cost is going to be the quality of the show. That bothers me the most. I know it will not be as good. That is going to be the most difficult thing for me to personally accept, but I know that it's a part of this. It's a part of me doing it. You know, I will have to accept it. Yeah. Yeah. I can see that. I would be curious as, you know, kind of taking your whole venom. I think that was a really beautiful kind of, um, you know, it painted a picture. Like I got, I got it. Like you gave me an analogy that made sense. I was like, Ooh, I can see not happening in real time. I found that to be a terrifying metaphor. I am a huge, I don't want to be venom at all. I think. Well, I mean, if you, but you notice that the more he fought it, the the more problematic this got this only solved itself when they decided to work together whether that was a good idea Mm -hmm. or not is yet to be seen or whatnot so but i think that you know based on what you're kind of saying as far as the quality of the show like okay so you accept that it's not going to be the quality that it's used to being because of what x so like i'm curious can you take the thing that's going to make it less less of a good quality and play off of it instead of try to avoid it kind of like hmm i wonder can i take this weakness and supercharge it into some type of i mean you said it's temporary this is good experiment so if you're gonna go hard go all the way or don't go at all like yeah i i don't know i mean the thing that's missing obviously is pace case and to not be able to she's the only other person who can talk with me about these things at this level we're the only two people who understand it like this we're the only two people who put in the work to find out all the data to talk about all the things that happen so while i can do some of the research certainly and i can put together our script and the structure of the show i think one of the key components of the show is us talking to each other i've already suggested that clues does an impression of me I mean, talk has me, a conversation. I think there's himself. a whole alter ego here that you can bring to the table and talk with, you know, maybe, you know, if Pace Case is Dr. Banner and you're the Hulk, then this is just, <laughs> I mean, and this is just voice of reason gone or whatnot. We have made it to what movie was that Thor movie? We've made it to the place where Dr. Banner has been missing in action for a while. It's just you. You, you got to Hulk it out. <laughs> Okay. I, yeah, that's good advice. Okay, you're right. Voice of Reason is now gone. That is definitely what will happen in these Friday episodes in the next two weeks. So I think that. So the doctor is the good is a good guy. I mean, we Dr. would we would hope. <laughs> yeah. Doctor Banner is the human who has rational thought. Hulk is the monster that just tears everything. Oh, it's apart. the same person. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, so voice of reason gone. Jekyll and Hyde. Yes, exactly. You know that one. You know, Doctor Jekyll is gone, missing in action. The 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 same person is no longer present. So what does that mean? You're gonna you're gonna get to meet him because I won't be here for screams next week. My only advice to myself. Uh-huh. <laughs> <Everybody> watching <laughs> is when you stare into the abyss the abyss stares back so 
thank you for that warning face case i will make sure to not skip my anxiety medication that day drink (laughs) drink a good glass of chamomile tea and reinforce whatever is keeping me on the edge of the pit so i don't fall completely in You'll see clues. Well, we'll see clues that. will get on, and he'll have like a puppet set up on another Zoom while he'll be doing the impression as, as me. <laughs> <laughs> if Shoya, if you do wind up watching ten minutes or so of The Bachelorette in this next week, we'll definitely have some things. There to we discuss. go. There we go. I may be the temporary voice of reason, but it's. But I don't know how you know, um, reasoning that's going to be. We'll see. <laughs> we will. But uh, thank you again, Shoya, for joining us this week for our Screams from the Pit. It is a pleasure, as always. Thank you for yeah. inviting me to your darkness, your dark little corner of the world. You have, you have done such a wonderful job this season, and I am very grateful to you. I'm very <laughs> impressed that I'm still here and, you know, on the edge <laughs> of the pit, and not in the pit, so to speak. <laughs> Good luck next week. Thanks. thank you shoya for joining us this week gonna gonna miss her next week on my vacation where i'm just working on nine of our ten projects (laughs) (laughs) i'm like i'm not even taking a vacation so it's kind of funny but um i'm just not doing what you're doing no i know i and i'm doing it experimentally as well I don't know what the result will be. There will be something posted next Friday. That's all I can assure you. <laughs> it's just going to be a scream. I don't know what it'll be, but it'll be something. It'll just be do, 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 do for an hour. Whatever it'll be, there will be something next Friday. So please tune in for that. And we are going to do two episodes next week of game coverage in conjunction with the two episodes that ABC is airing on back-to-back fucking days. Even that is going to be a task that probably fucking breaks me. But I will continue. I will persist. Mm-hmm. It's a punishing schedule by ABC. Our next episode will be our Patreon episode. We are looking at Tasha's rookie season and that episode will be out on Monday if you subscribe to our Patreon www.patreon.com slash game of roses we post at least two bonus episodes a month and we are doing now weekly maybe bi-weekly we'll see next week what that uh, our live stream schedule is going to be like and there's also additional mystery content that gets dropped in there, often very late at night, when <laughs> I guess Clues is between his four-hour naps. <laughs> I like to do experimental things in the pit. Let's just say that. And if you're in the pit, you get to join in those experiments with me. It should also be noted that our coverage of Tasha's rookie season is important because she's the first black player to cross the million Instagram follower threshold. A feat that we really didn't know if we were going to see. And here it's happened. Yeah, so Rachel Lindsay still isn't there. But Tasha did it. And it's incredibly important in our eyes to go back and review her historic first season, which was Colton Underwood's season. So we will be doing that on Monday. And a big thank you to everybody who's sending me the tids. 
please keep sending me the tids. I love the tids. <laughs> the tids keep me alive at the bottom of the pit. There were so many good tids that I saw this week, and I cannot thank you enough for sending them to me. At Bachelor Clues on Instagram. <laughs> We're not sure exactly what is happening with Lauren Zima's podcast relationships slash relating, uh, but thank you for helping us with our campaign to get on clickbait. We are still working on that. But 2021 is going to be the year of gore. Mark my words. We are going to get on clickbait. We are going to get on off the vine. We are going to get on bachelor happy hour. It's going to happen. Looking forward to that. And before we go, as always, what is the dwab at? Not going to be saying that for much longer. It has been 6,835 days without a black bachelor. Praise be Lord Harrison. Please rate this podcast. Please review this podcast. Please get a friend to listen to us and then please rate this podcast. Please review this podcast. Please get a friend to listen to us and then please rate this podcast. Please review this podcast. Please get a friend to listen to us and then. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.